Yes, welcome back to uh, Big V Racing live from the English Premier Yearling Sale. If you can't get to Oakland's Junction, catch the English Sale Day live broadcast hosted by Jason Richardson on the English website and uh, the English Facebook page. That is being broadcast right next to where we are, Maddie Stewart. And speaking of racing merch... Is there a better <laughs> shirt going around than the pink Longwood yeah. collared shirt? I'll that put that on my merch our next list. guest is wearing. He wears it well too, Chriso. It's very fresh. How are you, mate? Hello, Matt. Hello, Matt. Pink suit. How are we, boys? It's, I like it. Brings it. Out your thank you very, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. How's the action in Barn C this week? Uh, look, it's very, very busy. Uh, foot traffic was um, was very, very strong. Uh, it's a bit hard for me to compare for, with previous years because last year we sold. Uh, 14. Uh, this year we're sold, uh, selling 24. So uh, obviously with more horses, you're going to get more foot traffic. But yeah, we were running off our feet, uh, which was great. Um, and we've had some really good success with some of our sales. There's also been a couple that perhaps didn't quite meet the mark. And, um, you know, I think it's pretty plain that the market is a bit flatter in this sale. So well, we're just working through that, navigating our way through. So yeah. So... There is a bit of an, uh, sort of an emotional roller coaster, isn't there? I think that one should have gone for more, and that one's a bit surprising and so on. So, on balance, uh, say comparing to your, to your success last year, how, how, in a profitable sense, how's the sale been? Oh, look, it's been okay. Um, we took eight to Magic Millions and uh, had a great sale up there. We sold a, a Zoo Star Philly for one point four five million, and a Dundee Colt for six hundred thousand, and a Written Tycoon Colt for four hundred fifty thousand, and um, which was great. So we had a really good sale up there, and. Um, and we sold a Vinny Philly here, 400. I must admit, I thought um, we uh, might you make a little bit more. You thought you were going to get more for that one. I thought we yeah. might get a bit more. And it was just interesting. And this is the machinations of, of a sale. You know, we were before a, um, uh, the $1.1 million Vinny Philly. And uh, on type, they were very comparable, but the 1.1 had a much, well, I won't say much better pedigree, but a better pedigree. Was it really close to it in the, the lot, the lot lineup, was it? No, like, no, it wasn't close, but right. we were first. So okay. what happened is that the people that would have been on our horse mm. uh, were waiting to the Neuralem horse, and all the underbidders, if we had have been behind the Neuralem yep. horse, the underbidders would have, um, I reckon, been able to gravitate to us. So look, she still made really good money. She made 400000 uh, bought by Gay Waterhouse, uh, so she gets every possible chance, which is great. Uh, but you know, in, in, as you you know, being honest and saying in your thinking, you think, oh well, you know, it's a six to eight hundred thousand dollar filly. Um, we sold a lovely Street Boss Colt for two hundred thirty thousand. So yeah, so we've we've sold some nice lots and um, been really happy from that perspective. Isn't it funny the little things that can really add up uh, in a, in a marketplace like this? It can be where you are in the catalogue and what you, what's what horses are either side of you. And a mate of mine is a small breeder from South Australia. We were here a couple of years ago when one of my kids was working for him, and he was. Uh, it was down in the Badlands, you know, like you can be in, I mean, this is a beautiful complex and that, but there are some pl- walk-through areas that are much more heavy traffic friendly than others. And yep. if you're down the bottom of Barn Z, yep. um, you can be, you can be really disadvantaged. I don't know how random the draw is, but how, how do you, how is it determined where your horses will be stabled? Uh, well, we've been in our current location for the last three years and uh, we love it. Uh, we're right next to um, a toilet block. So perfect. There you go. Well, everyone has to go at some stage, so we've got to walk past them. We've got our own pri- own private parade area, which is invaluable, um, and we're we're straight down from the comp- from the the main auditorium, so we're in a great spot. And 
really it's a it's a bit of a from an English perspective it's a bit of a best in yeah. best rest and those uh, those vendors that are in the the prime locations have been there for for donkey's years and it's almost like you you got to wait for someone to vacate and then you you, you go up the chain but um, you could do a Tonya Harding type thing and well, knock one over yeah novel a few yeah <laughs> uh, but no look it's uh, I, th- I think more important than location is the quality of the horse you have. And if you've got a nice pedigreed uh, horse and people will mark it in their book to come and look at and then uh, if, they, if you can deliver on type, well, then uh, word gets around pretty quickly. So um, I, I think it's a factor, but I don't think it's a significant yeah. factor. Hey, Chris, so the footy season hasn't started yet, but if you picked up the papers this morning, you'd think that it has. Uh, in your other role, where you wear another hat as the, the match review officer... Um, it's been a busy weekend, a couple of decisions which have got a lot of people talking. One of those was the Trent Cochin incident. Um, how close was that to not being graded? You graded as, as misconduct. How close was it to, to being graded as striking? Uh, look, these things are all considered in terms of uh, our assessments. Um, of the strike is um, defined as a blow delivered with force. Um, in our considerations, it was certainly considered, but felt that... Uh, it more aptly sat under the under the misconduct guidelines, and um, yeah, and, and under misconduct we've got misconduct and serious misconduct. So um, serious misconduct is straight to a tribunal, but we felt in this particular case that it was um, of a more misconduct um, range, and um, that's uh, how it was charged. Does some like a pristine character, a pristine player like Trent Cochin, does some of their their previous CV, track record, um, the, the type of guy they are type thing, does that get factored into the level of intent or something like that with, no. with something? No, it used to be. There yeah. used to be a loading for um, prior. I mean, there, there is, I mean, it's pretty complicated, but if you're fined, if you get a number of fines and the fines escalate, you, you, if you're fined for an incident and then you're fined again in two weeks, the, the fine will be greater. Yep. Um, but it's not taken into account, yep. um, you know, from a monetary sense it is, but not not from a, oh, well... Not, not to isolate the incident. Yeah. It used to be that yeah. if you had three fines, you'd get suspended. Well, that's not no, okay. no longer part of the guidelines. The other one that a lot of people have been talking about is the Jordan Degoe tackle on, on Lloyd Meek, um, the, the dangerous tackle. It was graded as careless conduct, low impact and high contact. How much of the actual action do you have to weigh up compared to the potential outcome how much which one is more important well more important is the conduct so we determine whether it was careless or not um, or whether it was in fact intentional and we determine in this case that there was an element of carelessness to the tackle and then we look at impact and and we considered whether it was low impact or medium impact and with all the factors taken into account in terms of the visual look of it, uh, impact to player, um, the medical report, um, we determined that the most appropriate grading was low. Yep. Have you been a bit surprised? Oh, oh, we've got to go to the Hillsville Greyhounds. We might just take this on just one more question before, unless yeah. you have to go. No, I do need to press on. No, nah, off you go. No yeah. worries, mate. Really appreciate your oh, time. We've got to, no we've got to get to a Greyhound. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, uh, <laughs> we, want, we want one of those pink shirts, the longer ones. I'll bring one up. Yeah. Go on, you, mate. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Chris. Chris.